I'm I'm live. All right, I think I am too. All right. Check, check this. Not crazy, right? Yep, that looks good. We're live on Here. both. We're live. We're live. I'm live Mike. Yep. So hopefully it comes out fine. If not, well, it, it'll probably pick up some other way and we'll make it work. <laughs> Friends, we don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but we're here. Yeah, but it's funny what you said about that, though, because um, that's kind of how my dad described a lot of his friends were. And it wasn't even like they were from a small town, because that's kind of like a small town thing. Backtrack like, a bit so people know what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. That, like, you grow up and you discover that majority of your friends are either in jail, dead, OD'd, that kind of thing. Dude, that shit's sad. Yeah, but that's like, that's almost the expectation for, like, midwest small towns like that's that's that whole concept of people want to get out of that small town because there's nothing for them other than one of those three outcomes we're done doing that boys yeah we over it fuck them yeah because from what my dad's told me he was in the punk rock scene is that like all his friends in high school growing up are either in prison or od'd he has like one friend that didn't go down that path because they got married and like went soft immediately after high school but everyone that stuck to the punk rock stuff that was their fate yo dude i'm gonna be honest here i'm just i'm like i, I like i said to you earlier and i'll repeat this again like tired of burying my friends yeah i'll be blunt i'll say it nobody wants to bring this up but like dude yeah yeah no no i, I no don't one i don't i don't we don't need to be doing... It's it's not the accident ones that I'm referencing. You're right. I mean, you know? Well, I mean, it's like no one... You shouldn't be going to funerals with people your age until you are close to the end of your life. Right? Yeah. Not at, not at 20. Yeah. It's like at 20, you're going to like your grandparents' funerals. Right. You're going, and then it, like... Maybe greats. Yeah. The the elders of your life. Yeah, and then... Not your friends that you played sports with. Right, right. Man, when I first got together with my wife, actually, one of, like, within the first two years, actually, when I straight up was, like, I had a friend die that was... Man... One one of my best homies, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and uh, <laughs> this is, I'll finish this up, then I'll tell the funny story about it. But uh, it, it 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 was the first one of our homies that kind of died of a drug overdose, mm-hmm. um, fentanyl, dose to heroin essentially, and um, classic trip to the grave. Yeah, and. I've known this dude since I was youngster, you know, eight mm-hmm. years old. My my dad and his mom were great friends. It was just, it was it was it was bad. Just how it kind of shook everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, around <laughs> this kid, I also remember he was the first one who talked to me about like weed terms. <laughs> so one day. So he got interested when he was uh, younger about playing lacrosse. 
which I did too. Right. So he's like, I want to come to one of your practices. And I, my dad reached out to our coach and was like, hey, can this like random kid come suit up and join practice and see if he likes the sport? And the coach was like, hell yeah. Then afterwards, he starts telling me, he's like, yeah, we smoked six bowls. And he's like using all these weird weed what terms. The fuck's a bowl? <laughs> but I didn't know. So I literally was sitting there thinking. I remember to this day thinking, like, think holding a bowl <laughs> with a finger, like cereal bowls full of like. I just had no idea what he was talking about. I kept saying a bowl. He smoked six bowls, six bowls. And, when we were driving home with my dad, I was just like so high. I didn't know what was going on, and we only drove one street away. But the whole time, I was just so confused <laughs> about like that that terminology, what mm-hmm. that meant. But I was trying to be so cool. It was just, like, just like, oh yeah, bulls. Yeah, <laughs> six six bulls, dude, man. Seven, like that's better. Like it's six, that's weak. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm thinking in my head, like. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Did you, ever, did you guys ever have anything like the D.A.R.E. program? Yes, but I missed it. You missed it. How'd you miss it? Like, you were just at the cutoff? Is that the year after you got it kind of deal? or? It's it, This is what comes down to like my youthful trauma of my fourth grade teacher. Throwing oh, me I into see. A desk. I see. So... At the private school, uh, the public school I went to, Dare, was in fifth grade. Right. What was it in your private school? Uh, They didn't. They didn't at all? No. Interesting. It was a private school. Private Greek Orthodox school. So they didn't. Oh, so there there was already don't do drugs in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no Dare program. So I heard all my homies talking about it, you know, like the next year mm-hmm. after. And, uh, yeah, but I never really had the D.A.R.E. program, to be completely honest. What I did have was to maturation. What's that? Program. Uh, your sex ed. Okay. That's what they call it in Utah. Let's go. Okay, this is good. Um, they call it your maturation classes. How's that... Is that with a G? Grammaturation? Maturation. Maturation. M-A-T-U-R-A-T-I-O-N. What does that mean? You're maturing. <laughs> Sounds like a made-up word. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Bro, so this shit's so fake. So then you go in, and they that's when like the basic Utah sex ed shit class At what separates age? you. Um... Like, was this still in elementary school, or? I got it in both fourth grade and fifth grade. So this is what I was about to say about the overlap. So I never got dare because of the weird transition overlap. Yeah. But at the public school I went to, they did this. They call it the maturation program in fourth grade. Mm Mm-hmm. That's essentially when... Dudes learn use a condom, and the ladies learn how to. In fourth grade. Yeah. That is, that is weird. That is some perverse thoughts. No. 
That, that better I'm not wrong. be like the I'm condom thought. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm way wrong. I want to take this back. <laughs> I want to take this back. I just said some dumb shit. Like, I don't even think fourth graders can pop boners, my man. No. I couldn't. Not so in fourth grade. <laughs> here's, here's the deal. Here's what actually happened. I, uh... I went to three schools between. Went to a public school, went to a Greek Orthodox school, and then went to this just super fancy school. Okay. I forgot. I didn't get the first one at that in fourth grade. That's dumb as shit. No, the first one was at... The first one was at the Greek Orthodox school. All right. In like fifth, sixth grade, I think. Okay. Sixth grade. Yeah, for sure. Yes, that's exactly... Yeah, I fucked that whole up. I knew it was a transition between the two schools, and I got it over both. So did you go through... That that school was K through six? Um, So the first school I went to was a public school that was K through six that was right next to my house. Okay. I I went there through fourth grade. Yeah, but the, the Orthodox one. That one... It's really weird to explain, but this is how it worked. So they started as just a kindergarten. Okay. And they what they did is they used the tuition from each year mm-hmm. to bankroll growing the school a bit. Okay. So one year it was only kindergarten. Then it was first grade. Then it was second grade. Then it was third grade. Okay. So there was one class... It was the like inaugural class. Right. It was being the first of each. Moving up each year. Each step, right? Right. I joined that class of eight people. Okay. In fifth grade. So I told you, like, my parents said you can join any private school you want to go to. So you went to the Greek Orthodox. And I went to this one because they said it was chill. There was not very many people. And I showed up literally, and it's a teacher and me in a, like, nine-kid classes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Tiny. 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 And then so in fifth, I was there for two years. So in fifth grade... And it was my first year there, and I took the very inaugural class from eight people to nine people. Mm-hmm. And then sixth grade, we were the very first graduating class. There's still a picture in the hallway of the school hmm. that has me in it. That's their very first. It was the group that grew up because they added a grade every year. You right. I mean? So they stopped at six. Yeah. Okay. It was just an elementary school. All right. The school's also inside of a church. All right. So, like, the classrooms are inside of, like... It, it, it's a whole weird setup. That kind of makes sense. I've seen that before, and some churches have, like, classrooms. Um, I'll be honest with you. I loved it. Yeah. That was the best and the happiest schooling of my entire life. So, if you went to six, what was middle school consisting of? Just... Seven and eight, that was it? Yeah, I went through six there. Okay. And then I transferred to another private school from seven through twelve. Oh, that was all in one school? Yeah. Okay. That school, the private school I graduated high school from was um, 
pre-K through senior. Oh, okay. High school. So the All pre- on pre-K through 12. Okay. Yeah, it was a gigantic. But didn't have very many people. Okay. Yeah, because I got the D.A.R.E. program in fifth grade. So so getting back to what we were saying about yeah. the maturation program, I yeah. actually got it in sixth grade Okay, at the Greek school. And that's when they told you to wear a condom and shit? Yeah. Okay. And then I went More to another school in seventh grade, and then that's when their maturation program was. So I had it again in seventh grade okay. at that school. So that's where I had it twice is that it was two different schools – but just kind of, they just did yeah. it in two different years. Yeah, so in fifth grade, you got the D.A.R.E. program. That's where everyone learned the terminology for drugs. Because prior to that, no one knew any of the terminology for drugs. And then, did like, that help you out? Oh, dude, after that, you knew exactly what to call drugs, especially all the street names. So it's like, oh, this is just a lesson on how to ask for drugs and not sound like a narc. Yes, <laughs> dude. Yeah, because you is... go up and ask, and it's like, can I purchase marijuana from someone? They're just like, are you wearing a wire? But you go up and it's like, yeah, can I get grass? Can I get pot? Can I get weed? Can I get some marijuana, please? Yeah. It's just like, oh, he knows terminology. You're good. I'll sell to you kind of deal. There's somebody very near and dear to my heart, and I will not name them. Okay. With any more detail. Okay. But I went with them. The first time we were gonna buy some drugs together, and no, oh, was this the Vegas? No, no, no. The, this was a different one. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to school at Utah State, and some random guy in the middle of a class, pretty much was like, he called me out and was like, "You smell like weed." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, dog, I do." He was like. Okay, we'll check this out. And he literally just pulled out of his pocket a chunk of hash. <laughs> that's ballsy. In the back row of class. Yeah, that's very ballsy. And he's showing it to me, and I'm like, damn, dude, that's kind of cool. And I go to hand it back to him. Like, neat, dude. And he's like, nah, man, keep that. That's for you. If you want some more, let me know. Like, typical, like. Stereotypical is like drug dealer move. You know oh, I mean? give you the free sample, and then if Bro, you like it, it was you know where to buy so it. So good. It was this pressed hash that at the time you could not get anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And I lived with a bunch of six other stoners that all wanted this shit. So it wasn't just me. You know right. what I mean? All of a sudden, I'm like, yo, I got a homie. So. Long story short, the first time we go, we want to get like a couple grams of this hash. Right. Let's say three grams. Okay. It's also the time I have met my significant other. And they're like, uh, like I've never, I've never gone to a drug deal before. <laughs> like, how do I do this? Long story short, I was like, do not walk up and say three grams of hash, please. Like, that's... Anything other than that, we gotta kind of finesse it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she didn't. The first time, 
We walked right up to homie. Just like three grams of ash, please. And he just looked at me and started laughing. It's like fuck. All right, dude. Like, God. Here we go. I told you about the Portland story, right? With uh, my buddy Ferris. No. Yeah. So Ferris is a good friend of mine, and um, he worked as a busboy at a bar in Portland. And uh, the dude had, like, a horrible addiction to um, speed because he, he decided no. he, if he uh, got more hours, he would have more money. And so he, he picked up over 40 hours a week and then would take speed so he could actually do his 40 hours a week. But then he hit the point where all his extra money from working overtime was going to pay for Drugs. speed so he could work overtime. So it was just this endless loop. So... He finally went dry and is now down to like 20 hours a week, but he had a shit ton of connections, so me and uh, a few friends of mine went to Portland once, and this was before uh, pot was legalized in Vegas. Gotcha. But it was legal in like California and Portland. And, right. Um, so we went there, and the guy... Well, he originally just had some that we were going to smoke at his place. and um, But we had a friend there that really wanted to try uh, acid. And he's just like, I want to do it. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm sure Ferris has some sort of connection. So let's do it when we go there. And I asked Ferris. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a hookup. Not a problem. We got him a connection. And he's there tripping. <laughs> so, for context, we are in the bar that he worked at because he was basically allowed to hang out at that bar after hours and invite people over to the bar after hours. So, in the bar after hours, he's chilling. Our buddy that wanted to try acid got acid. This sounds like such a bad story just he's to begin. He's chilling. And then our buddies that wanted to try weed are trying weed. And the guy that brought the acid it's just like you know i got some special weed if you want to try it special weed. yeah and one of us decided it's like i'll take you up on that offer and he's like all right well it's gonna be 150 bucks and you'll get this bag and he like showed a bag kind of deal and so kind of a pseudo group meeting happened between the people that wanted to buy it and we're still like sober enough to negotiate with each other over whether or not $150 for a Ziploc baggie was worth it. And How much was in the Ziploc baggie, too, is the question. We're talking like half a sandwich bag. Okay. Yeah. That might be fair. Yeah, so he took him up on the offer, paid him 150 for it, and then hit some of it then and there, and then proceeded to get very angry with the man and uh basically accused him of having weaker shit than that which usually you don't want to accuse a drug dealer that you've never met that you've never met that they're fucking with you the 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 story is dressing me out yeah (laughs) and so a fist fight nearly broke out where a handgun was flashed but not drawn and long story short, 
Uh, we spent the rest of the night trying to calm down our friend, who was very upset, thinking he'd been gypped $150 for the same pot we were already smoking. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not a fun experience. But, because of the D.A.R.E. program, we knew what to ask him. <laughs> they hooked you up. They hooked us up. We knew exactly what to ask for from them. So yeah, what? with the D.A.R.E. program, there were drugs we didn't even know existed we learned about in that program. Oh, for sure. They just It's just a, it's just teaching you how to buy drugs yeah. class. You hear acid, and it's like, oh, like... What that burns, sounds fun. What burns people? It's like, yeah, it's a drug. It's like, well, doesn't it burn you? And then it's like, no, it's not even a liquid. I know this is fun acid. It's this like isn't a, it's like, like a kill you acid. It looks like a postage stamp, and it's like, oh, well, that's wild. I never would have guessed that. I would have got my whole life just thinking those are weird postage stamps. For real. <laughs> so I bought, I bought a weed in New York two times. In New York? Yeah. Okay. Um. And there were two completely different experiences. Um, the very first time I was there on a lacrosse trip. Okay. Young. Yeah. Um, maybe 15 or 16. Okay. And we went to Denver first because this was like, we were on the Utah state team and we were traveling to national tournaments. So we were kind of. Bouncing around the whole country. So we went to Denver first, and then New York, New Jersey, and then Maine, I think, or something like that. Anyways, and in the first place, I knew a girl that um, I used to buy weed from way back in the day, even like a year before that, who lived in Denver. And I was like, yo, can you hook us up? And she did. She in Denver. We just bought a little bag there. Didn't think much of it. The next day we had to fly, and I shoved it in the metal lacrosse stick that I had because like metal is not as like see through through the metal detector. So I just shoved it through the hollow part of the lacrosse stick. Mm-hmm. Just sent it through security, and that was fine. Yeah. It lasted us like two days in New York. And then one day we were walking through Chinatown in New York. Oh. And we're just we're we're just kinda like walking around. And at one point this guy who this kid who's on my lacrosse team points out like, yo, that dude looks like the stereotypical guy who just is standing there literally with one foot up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Leaning against the wall. Waiting to sell. For like two hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just been chilling there for a long time. Eventually one of the kids on my team's like, that dude, that dude's selling weed. Everyone was like, no he's not, no he's not. And I looked at all of them and I was like, give me all the money you guys got right now. Like, give it to me. They handed me like 200 bucks. So mm-hmm. we ended up getting hit. And, and I was about to walk up to this guy, and one of the other kids like doubled up on me and just ran up to him. I was like, hey, you selling me? The kid, guy was like, shut the fuck up. 
but yes, <laughs> pretty much. Like, goddamn, like, how to yell it that loud? Right. And they had in this place this weird shopping mall. That's one of those places in like, a, like a Chinatown district that is a weird like alley, but it has it has like little, little pop up shops. Weird pop up. Yeah, shops. I know what you're talking about. And he's like, go all the way down to the bathrooms on the right hand side. Go into the second stall. On the right, I'll come knock twice in a minute. And come give it to you. And all of a sudden, we're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, we might be getting killed right now. <laughs> like, this is how you back yourself up into a stall to just right. get robbed for some money <laughs> in New York. Lo and behold, we went there to that damn stall. and It paid he, off. Dude, he came in, same dude, just, like, waltzed into the stall, so it's... Three of us now standing in one little pooper stall that's small. You it's know not even I mean? like the handicap one. No, no. <laughs> it's the single one that's oh like this wide. And it's already long. face to face so with someone. So I'm kind of like straddled over, you know what I mean? And then he's just like. He pulls it out from his dick pretty much, you know what I mean? Gives it to us. We give him the money, and he just ran off. And I was so scared. I thought we were about to just get, like, so jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, it ended up so legit. <laughs> and then he just ran off, and then all of a sudden now I'm standing in this stall. Just a fuck turn of weed. Yeah. In New York. I'm like, all right, what the fuck do I do? And I shove it in my pants. And as we're walking out, we walk out, and there's, like, 15 cops outside. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, this is... This is it. This is it. I go to jail now. Like, they definitely know. And I walked right by, and two cops were like, hello. And, like, waved at me. So I just walked by. Just hmm. walked out. All right. Got in the car with my coach and just like drove back to the dorm and just sparked all this fucking bunch of weed that all these kids like pitched in for. Yeah, you know, in hindsight though, a shit ton of cops in New York Chinatown just makes sense. <laughs> Dude, they literally had one of those. It was the first time in my entire life I'd seen like those surveillance fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they show up and it's got like five satellites on top. Yeah. You could tell just from the van, they're like just surveilling a bunch of shit. And I walked out, and that was what I walked out to. And I was like 16, like an ounce of weed in New York, like I think, in downtown, like in Manhattan. Downtown. Like, I'm about to go to Rikers. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Welcome to So So, my man. Dude. So happy. So we just rolled off, and I just gave it to a bunch of people. There you that go. was the first time I met anybody who taught me about uh, smoking out of the 420 paper out of the Bible. Page 420, rolling a joint with that? Yep. That's good. That's good. No, it's not. No? No. There's ink in that, dude. <laughs> I don't care how cool well, you think you're being. At the time, who knows what the fuck's else in the weed. 
You ever get laced shit before? I really don't think I ever have. Oh, it's not fun. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. See, if you're lucky, the shit that they lace it with is just like some over-the-counter herbs they found that just looks like pot. Um, if you're unlucky, you're in the hospital. <laughs> I've never bought a bag without looking at it, and I've never been wrong. So, yeah. I mean, I know because there was a few times where it's like you buy it and it's just like, is this what weed's supposed to look like? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I had like a few older homies that I shouldn't have had. Yeah, they were like showing me the way. You know what I mean? So I got, I got the way of the stoner, dude. I got really lucky, to be honest with you. Like. I'll be blunt. I was buying weed from like the private school crowd. So instead of getting gypped for like not weed, I was just paying expensive for rich kid weed. Rich kid weed. <laughs> like really, really good shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Yeah, my parents picked this up in Cabo. <laughs> just shit just as good as I am now. And I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So I don't know. I never got gypped ever. That's good. Not once. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if like the people that listen to uh, to Korean reggae get gypped. Korean reggae. Korean reggae. I got what sh- is what is Korean reggae? So imagine like, imagine like K-pop, right? You ever heard any of that? I've I've heard one or two of those K-poppers. Okay, so imagine that with like steel drums in the background and that reggae time no. signature guitar. Steel drums. Steel drums and like the reggae time signature. Doom 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 on the guitar, like that time signature that's no. just every yeah. While K-pop no. plays over it, and then there's like a a strange amount of air horns. But it's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like that Mexican reggae in the sense that it's almost like dance music, not like chill music. Oh fuck! Yeah, but it's just for some reason they just like to use sound effects a lot. Dude, this is stressing me out just hearing about it. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it really is bad? horrible. Yeah, I mean, you listen to it, it's just like. Uh, I can understand why it's called reggae, but this, to me, does not fit in the reggae genre. Will somebody who makes this type of music please make us an intro song? <laughs> yeah. I would love... Uh, I'll make you an intro. I would love a Mexicano reggae with, intro. With Korean girls singing over it? With Korean influence? Oh, my God. Yeah, I they, couldn't. I couldn't be so happy. You couldn't be so happy to like hear that. Oh, I couldn't be happier. I meant <laughs> if that's what. I couldn't be so happy. This is my confession of depression. <laughs> I could not be so happy. I am not stoked. <laughs> it just absolutely kills your own internal vibe. No, yeah, yeah, we got we got we got something else we gotta talk about here after we've been rambling for a half week. 
Let, let's hear it. Just dropped the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Um, about that Logan Paul fight. So how how much of it did you see? Like, did you just watch the fight, or did you watch any of the like hype up to it? Like the pre the pre fight people and shit. I watched the pre fight. So you saw like. The uh, the Star Spangled Banner or the the national anthem sing. No, I didn't see that. They got the baby to sing it, and he came up looking something between like. Oh eight Usher, in like a solid gold suit, but singing like Beyonce. What? Yeah, so like So he, can he actually sing? He can. The way he holds all the notes and stuff, I mean it's it's very much like how, you know, any female singer tries to do the national anthem where they like overdo it on holding notes and like play with it and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's how he was with like all the bits. And like the entire time he's doing it, there's just this ancient old white guy in the background who's doing the announcing and stuff who like, in his time, there would not be a black man on stage with him. That's how right. old he looked. Right, right, right. right and right. <laughs> it was just funny watching his reaction each time this man held notes, like a female singer. And it just, like, confused. Like, everything in his brain was just shot. He, he didn't know what he was witnessing. So they had baby do that. And then they brought out, um, they brought out Logan Paul. And he's wearing his Charizard necklace. Um, and then they bring out Migos. And the whole thing is just them walking with like a bunch of security, or like not even security, like just general entourage of like people, fat dudes with lanyards basically. Okay. And then halfway through their song, they're just done. Like, they're no longer even lip-syncing, because it's very clearly lip-syncing. One of the guys doesn't even hold the mic to his mouth at any point when he does his part. <laughs> so they do their thing. I'm so embarrassed to even be talking about this right now. Yeah, it's like secondhand embarrassment watching the Migos do that whole bit. And then comes out Mayweather, who has another rapper walking with him lip-syncing to his own music as they walk up. It was so bizarre. But that, that first round, they didn't do shit. No. They well, just, he didn't even throw a punch for the first two rounds. The first two rounds was just, like, Jake dancing, giggling. Or no, Logan. Logan dancing and giggling. And then Floyd would, like, just in ready to block. He wasn't doing anything for the first two rounds, for sure. Yeah. And I mean... It's how I, you knew he was playing to ride it. The, the weird part about all of it, too, is like Floyd's fight technique is... If you look at his fight with McGregor, his most recent, like, actual real fight, mm-hmm. he just let Connor come out and swing... For the first two rounds, yeah, he just let him tired himself out, and then he just came out and then just started throwing just strategic body shots and 
beat his ass down to a TKO. Yeah. Well, he always plays for points, too. Yeah. Um, I think Logan Paul came out a winner of that fight in the in a way. Uh, there's no way you can say he wasn't. I mean, even if, like, because the whole way they're doing it is the winner's decided by the fans kind of deal. And it's like, even if if he doesn't win from the fans, he still wins because he gets to say he went eight rounds with Floyd. Dude, Floyd. there's no, there's, there's, bro. Floyd set up these rules himself almost because he went, he went out talking like he was going to knock this kid out. Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted to, though. He did. But he couldn't because he spent the whole... I mean, imagine... There, there, was, there was too much distance. Well, imagine that ref, too, that spent like 90% of the fight just pulling them off each other. So there's, there's, a, there's a few things. It's like... And I'm not saying this like I know this. I'm saying this because I've heard it from other people. Mm-hmm. So I'll regurgitate some like boxing thoughts. And essentially, it's Floyd... Um, Logan's so so much taller and bigger yeah. that there's such a length difference. So for Floyd to get in, he has to close that gap. Yeah. And there's not a lot of ways for him as a shorter guy to do that. So pretty much sometimes he's just got to go like running in with his fists up mm-hmm. and then hope Logan messes up and then throw some shit. Yeah. And Logan was countering that by pretty much wrapping him up. And he just laid on him for the and last being six bigger rounds. than him. Yeah. You got 50 pounds on someone, dude. He like just, let's be real, dude. He just like, laid that's... on him for like four rounds, the last four rounds. So, I mean, like But I mean, you could tell in certain moments where they'd like come close together and then it's like he came in real close. I'm pretty sure Every time they did that, Logan would just, like, whisper the N-word to him or something. Because then his reaction would immediately just be, like, these hard throws at him. Well, because also the stakes for the two of them were so different. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Floyd was pretty much expected to sleep Logan. Yeah. The expectation was you knock this little YouTuber out. Right. Well, that's I mean, why even when so they many... show the stats on it, it comes that's out what... and it's like, oh, this is Floyd Mayweather. He's 50-0. And then here's Logan Paul, who's 0-1. and 1 Like, there's not even a reason he should have been able to go against Mayweather with that kind of stat. So that's one of the things I want to talk about in a little bit here. But, like... Um... They're smart, dude. Yeah. I'd be lying and be I'd be fucking lying. I didn't admit that these stupid ass little YouTube Paul brothers. I'm just making bank off it. Dude, so they opened up that fight by rubbing it in everyone's face how much money they're gonna make off this fight. By it like it showed both of them and it didn't even talk about like how they've been training for it. Their skills as a fighter just straight up is just like, I'm Floyd Mayweather. This is how I make my money. I'm Logan Paul, and this is how I make my money. Do you know what this did for Floyd? It put him over the billion dollar mark. Yeah. For purse money. (laughs) 
So it's the money that he's been like guaranteed over all yeah. of his fights. Now, after that fight, goes over a billion dollars. Yeah, because that's the other thing too. Floyd, if he knocked him out, would have guaranteed one. Even though if the fans had to choose, you can't say Floyd didn't win if he knocks him out. But because did you know they didn't have judges there? Yeah, that was whole part of it. No, that judges. was Floyd's stipulation. Mm-hmm. No judges, no decision. Yeah, so that means that because he went eight rounds with him, and this guy knows how to turn the public in his favor, being an influencer, he most likely won Dude. with that vote. So the here's, here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. I've heard this from other podcasts and some other shit. In terms of boxing, mm-hmm. Floyd won that fight. Oh, 100%. But in terms of the public opinion, the the public court of opinion, mm-hmm. Logan won that as fuck. Logan. He just went eight rounds with, with the greatest boxer right. of all time and didn't get knocked out. He rockied it. That's better. That that. They all made so much money. Uh-huh. The undercard people yeah. all made so much money. The, I didn't watch it, but I heard one of the undercard fights that was actually two boxers. Mm-hmm. That was before. So one of the fights was the Logan fight. One of them was the um, Chad Ochocinco. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, it would have sucked for the people the that ex, paid money to be the there. The ex-football <laughs> guy who played... Who, Fought decent and then got dropped hard. Hmm. And then there was another fight that was actual boxers. And I didn't watch this fight and I really want to. But what I heard through a couple different pods is that these guys were close up on each other. Mm -hmm. Face to face. No defense. Just throwing haymakers and just fucking like beating the shit out of each other's faces for a long ass fucking Damn. fight and some of the things I heard from a couple different podcasters was like the other two fights were meh but that fight was just two dudes knowing that it was their chance to make it or break it and out there just fucking beating the shit out of each other's faces you know what I mean just psha, psha, psha. although there's a clip from Logan fight that I thought was the funniest thing. Because this dude literally at one point literally looks like he's just doing this. Oh, yeah, when he just it's comes out swinging. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> looking like the older like brother. Like when berserk mode. <laughs> like the older brother going berserk mode on the younger brother just trying to like drop haymakers on the back well, of their head. Did you see what the stats were on his fight? Uh-uh. So he threw like I think over 300 punches with only a 30% hit rate. Logan did? Yeah. Yeah. And then they were talking about it's like by the fourth round Floyd threw a total of 16 punches. <laughs> That's always been the case with Floyd. I'm pretty sure audience don't crucify me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure when he fought Pacquiao finally, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be his like hardest actual Dude, boxing fight, fight um, 
if you just look at the number of punches landed, mm-hmm. Floyd beat Pacquiao with punches landed. That's how he won the fight. But if you look at like if you look <laughs> if you look at punches thrown, Pacquiao threw over like twice as many. Right. Well, if you also looked at like where those punches landed too. Yeah. That was the other part of it. So Pacquiao threw like over 400 punches to land like 217. Mm-hmm. And Mayweather threw like 250 punches to land 217. Yeah. So it was just that statistical number of like his punches were all hitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know, dude. I know he's not big. He doesn't have that power, but he's got to be like the best. Um, boxing boxer right that there has been but now i ever. wonder if he just lost a shit ton of money because if he doesn't beat logan quote unquote i wonder if jake won't agree to fight him jake's gotta win his other fight first right um then maybe mayweather will do it but mayweather also said in the post fight press conference that he was retiring yeah so he's not so that was him. it. I don't think I don't know, dude. I wonder if he's worried. Is he worried about getting fucking slept by Jake Paul of That'd all be people? Hilarious. That'd be so dude. That would be the worst. My buddy Lavar was telling me it's like, man, this man has the whole black community on his shoulders right now. If he loses to this man, I've heard an argument, and I think I agree with it. When you take every sport and you take the greatest of that sport, mm-hmm. okay, and then you compare how far they are away from the rest of the pack, mm-hmm. Mayweather might be the one that's the all-time greatest that's just so far away right. from the group. But I wonder if this right here just like return to the mean in the statistics. <laughs> This man went from also, an outlier to the bell. <laughs> it was also an exhibition fight. Yeah. Mayweather really didn't try too hard, but like, dude, you could you should have. You could have you could have fucking knocked this kid out. Yeah. You know I mean? And he didn't because you wanted to make money and now you your entire reputation is on shifting. It might be. But you're you're still in front. You owe me a I'll 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 twist I'll, I'll turn it. <laughs> Whoa, 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 we're going on a roller coaster. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, no, too much. No, I'm good. I'm in frame. Cool. No, so I just, I thought that was, I thought that was just. Okay, so there's some other things that I wanted to talk about about that. Um, Showtime app was apparently tripping. How so? Um, a lot of the publicity of the fight seems to have come from the fact that the Showtime app was crashing. Oh. And not letting people watch the fight that they paid for. So they were rage tweeting about the Showtime app mm-hmm. crashing. And that caused a whole lot of people to know about the fight who didn't even. Yeah know about it because now they're looking like what is 
What's this? Just, what's this Showtime drama? Right. You know what I mean? Catches so, everyone's attention, and now they're invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's... I don't want to say it's some speculation, but, like, apparently HBO did that one time strategically. Okay. They released some show, and they didn't purposely crash the app, but when the app crashed, they kind of just let it roll. And then to get the... The publicity. Oh, it. the idea that any publicity any is good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So just the people talking about a show that was crashing on Showtime was enough for people to now all of a sudden be logging on to Showtime. <laughs> right. And oh, man. You're going to capture a chunk of those people. See, I thought... I mean? When you were telling me about that earlier, you sent me a message about that. I thought you meant like they sped up the footage or something to make it more interesting. No. <laughs> they were crap... And this is a conspiracy. I don't know myself. I mean, I it's it's highly probable. You knew. But it's it's it, there's been precedents for these companies doing shit like that. Yeah. Because... Like you said, any publicity is good publicity and things like this. You know what I mean? Right. So the Showtime app crashing just all of a sudden is getting people to... I wonder how many people, once they heard that the fight was crashing on the Showtime app, logged on to... Downloaded the Showtime app and tried to get in to see if I get worked. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, me and my buddies pirated it. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. We just pulled up a pirate and watched it together in the Discord call. Yes. Uh, what was great about it is it was a live stream, so you had the scrolling reactions on the side from other viewers watching the live stream. Dude. <laughs> and they were just roasting the entire time. I love watching those fucking illegal live streams of sports. Like, mm-hmm. until they get their shit together, and it's so easy for me to find them. Fuck you, that's how I'm fucking finding my sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter for shit. I think, you know, the other thing too about it is that there's there's really no consequence of streaming it. Because they can't... Of watching the stream. Of watching the stream, yeah, yeah. Being the streamer, there is the consequence. If you're caught, yeah. But watching the stream... Watching it's just like, oh no, they caught him and it shut... Because we, we swapped streams at one point because whoever was streaming it got caught and got shut down. It's like, oh no, let's go to another stream. <laughs> Dude, my brothers are a little frustrated because for two years, I tried to tell them that they, they were paying for like... um specific sport packages mm-hmm. to get extra games and pay and who knows 60 bucks extra a month for these packages you know what i mean yeah and i'm like dude i'm finding these games for free and they're like how and i'd give them the website and they just like had so much trouble navigating the they're ads getting themselves viruses and shit too yeah, they were all streaming ones, so there wasn't too much like okay. vir- they they weren't torrented material or anything. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean that's but like- it truthfully just meant that there would be about six ads on a page, and a lot of them would have 
hidden X's and you'd have to yeah. kind of learn how to like kind well, of scroll over the fa- page. So that's the thing out. though. I mean, you can go on Google and just type in like anything you want to watch. It's like, how do I watch this for free? And at the very least, it's going to take you to like a Reddit page. That's going to tell you damn, where to go. It's going to tell you. Yeah. But it's like it's so easy right now. Easiest way to get movies. If you can't find a place, just literally type slash drive at the end of the movie name. And some person has uploaded it to their Google Drive somewhere. Whoa, yeah, and you get I to watch it. I have not even done that. Before. The only downside is, is like, sometimes you'll come across one and they put like the subtitles on in Spanish, so you have to watch like Spanish subtitles while you're trying to watch a movie. Uh, and it's just like, yeah. I don't care. It's free. If it's a good enough movie for free, too. Yeah. For sure. That's how I keep watching like all my NBA games, to be honest. is an old... Um, there used to be this old subreddit that was for like NBA, NFL, all of the professional sports, and it was pretty much just called like NBA streams or NFL streams. Mm-hmm. And then each post on that page was just like links to free streams. And after like three years, that got banned on Reddit. And then they've now gone to a couple different independent sites where the same same people are right uploading them there and. That's where I get all of my my shit from, and mm-hmm. I watch all basketball for free. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, NBA. Come fight me. Don't fight the people who's doing it, though. Fuck you. Yeah, leave those people alone. Yeah, man. leave them alone. They're doing dude. God's work, man. We're just <laughs> trying to watch some basketball, man. Fuck you. The fact that you gotta pay to watch sports is, well. I, I think it's a dying market as is. So Sports I heard channels. I heard a proposition that I do not think is realistic, but I would love if it would happen. Hmm. Um, so they have to not have, like, on-court mics, and even though they mic up players through their jerseys, mm-hmm. like, they highly censor what gets out, you know? Right. Even though these players are saying some crazy shit. On the court. Yeah. So, you switch to, you you go to Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pay maybe for Hulu Premium or something to get their sports package. Mm-hmm. I would probably pay for that. Then you could pay a couple extra bucks that subsidizes them not getting their ad money. Mm-hmm. That is you getting to be able to hear the mic'd up court shit the whole time so esports did something like that yeah yeah so esports when whenever they stream like a big competition there'll be like shot casters and stuff and it's on like spectator mode so it like swaps between points of views and stuff uh depending on the game it will be the player or it'll just be a general overlay right so like a big example is league of legends they have a massive esports community for that and all they do is they just, like, whenever a fight breaks out or something, they'll immediately cut to that where the game action is. But it's, like, right. constantly swapping between, you know. A bunch of different Yeah, cameras. checking in on all the players kind of deal. Makes sense. But they offered this uh, special package that you could get where you actually got to watch it from, like, any player's point of view. The whole time. Yeah, and you got to hear their mic communication with the team. So you got to hear their trash talk and see, like, locked on on their screen as much as you want like it was your own self-navigated um, dude spectation mode i can't tell you how much money i would pay 
to if I could listen to NBA games with the court mics and they're mic'd up like jersey mics. Yeah. And be able to hear all this shit that I'm seeing through what I think is their like um, mouth communications. Mm-hmm. Luca calling the, the like there's this white guy Luca Doncic who's killing it in the league right now. And there's this other small cat who was like said to be a a premier defender. Mm-hmm. And Luca just kept going at him. And this guy was known for some other shit talking I won't get into history from the previous year. And he just kept yelling, he's too small. He's too small. And every time he'd score on him, you could just faintly hear because he'd scream it so loud. Like, he's too fucking small. He's too fucking small. It's like, man, I can't tell you how much I'd pay to watch the... Like any game, I want to be able to hear the actual player communication. Yeah, like, I think you could make more just on paying for that subscription than you would on the ad. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing they allowed you to do is like um, you could see like the the text chat messages in game between the teams, so you could actually witness them trash talking each other oh, in shit. real time. Oh shit! Which is always just like ah, uh, they censor that stuff and. So they actually had a, a meeting about that when they first added that, where they had to sit down with right. some of the players. Like, okay, people can see what we're saying now. We yeah. can't use certain words anymore. We got to be careful. And it's like, especially when we go against the Korean teams, <laughs> we have to change up our vocabulary. We have to watch what we're saying. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Because the right. Korean teams got in trouble for that because they were using just his bad words back, but they would... They thought they were clever by putting it in um, the Korean text font. So they're just like, ah, oh, no one can read that. And oh, then, like, a bunch of Koreans so they were using yeah. like, different languages to mm-hmm. fucking mask some Yeah, they're like, well, shit. what if I slur at them in Korean? And then a bunch of people in the U.S. that speak Korean are just like, yo, they said some fuck shit. <laughs> they said some fuck shit. Okay. We got like three minutes left on this episode. I know. Can you just give me the last three minutes. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Fuck it. People aren't watching it anymore, dude. Yeah. For the, you know, I wish we could see like what percentage watched the full length. Because it just shows us like what percentage the is overall watched. Percentage yeah. Is watched. It always sounds like a, uh, like a telemed. Yes, dude, like we're in Oklahoma and there's about to be like a Uh, tornado. Yeah. (laughs) It's a tornado alarm. It's totally an alarm. It is not a good sounding dial tone at all. But I guess that's the sound it has to make to go across the country or the world. (laughs) God, dude. Broski, it's 10 o'clock your time. Wake up, dude. I wonder what I'm going to do for dinner. I got like a suspicion I'm going to come home and there's going to be like two ramen packets in the trash can because I didn't make them dinner before I left. Is that what happens? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. Janae, answer your goddamn phone, you bitch ass. Yeah, there's there's something in the back of my head. I will stand by this. There are adults in the world that cannot make decisions on their own. Way too many. Yeah. And like, 
Some of them are big decisions, and some of them are very small decisions. I'm going to choose to... to not respond. Okay. <laughs> Thank y'all. <laughs> this is a bullshit ending of an episode, but that's what we're here with. Prepared for nothing. Love you guys. We're heading out. Bye.